Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life and the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. We're going to take a journey not only through the book of Genesis, but we're going to take a journey through what beginnings look like. What a beginning looks like according to the word. One of the things that we understand about Genesis, it is a book of beginnings. Genesis, the title, comes to us by way of a Latin Vulgate. Um, but Mille is translated in the Greek word Genesis, which means origin or beginning. But it translates the first Hebrew word of the Bible, Bereshit. And this is what it means. It literally means the beginning. The words of Genesis, these words in uh, the first chapter of Genesis and even the entire book of Genesis puts us into a place of great foundation. If you're going to go through a journey with God, it's going to affect, these words are going to affect the way that you're seeing, the way you're understanding, the way that you're inhabiting the world that we live in. It's not an exaggeration at all, but you've got to grab a hold of that. Even in these first two verses of the book of Genesis, you begin to understand all or much of what you need in order to be able to navigate life. It says, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. Beginning for many of us is understood as, as this first stage of historical process or the sequence of time. And that's how many of us usually use the word beginning. But John chapter 1 takes us on a journey even further as it relates to the beginning. The Bible says in John chapter 1 in verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. John chapter 1 deals with beginning differently as it's dealing with the existence of the word prior to the creation of any historical sequence. Uh, hence, beginning is here equivalent, it's, it's equivalent, get your words together, Sherman. It's equivalent to before time, before time, before eternity. So when God was created or when God created things, God did not have an actual beginning. God was before a beginning. He was before time ever existed. He has no uh, way to even really follow his beginning or his end. God just was. And for some of us, that's a little bit too much. As we go through the journey of life and wanting to know everything that there is to know, some of us, it's difficult to grab a hold of the concept that God has no beginning. I remember one day years ago when one of my kids asked me, who is God's dad? And I said, God don't have no dad, baby. Uh, God doesn't have one that, that, that made him. God just is. And that is the bedrock of our faith, that it requires faith for us to believe in a God who we cannot trace. It requires true faith to believe in a God that we don't know his origin. We just know that he was there. He was there. And the Bible doesn't even try at all to convince you of his origin or to convince you of his existence. A matter of fact, in Psalm chapter 90 and verse 2, the Bible says, Before the mountains were brought forth or ever uh, had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. 
you are God. You are God. It, it makes no attempt to try to convince you of who God is. Psalms chapter 14 and 1 says that a fool says in his heart there is no God. A fool says in his heart that God does not exist. The Bible is not trying to prove God's existence to you. The fact is that not only was God there in the beginning or even before the beginning, write this down please, you need God in every beginning. In every beginning, there must be God. There must be God. And one of our problems that we've experienced in the body of Christ is that we've had beginnings without God. We have started things without God being in the midst of it. And then we ask God to come and clean it up. Every start or every beginning is not God birth or God ordained. Many beginnings that have existed are men and women who have decided that they wanted to start something. They wanted to begin something. But they did not at all go to the place of talking to God about what it is that they want to begin or they believe that they're called to begin. It's this idea of an egocentric life. Um, my, my, one of the things I've realized in 2020 and through pandemic is that people have been pressed into more than ever survival mode. People in 2020 have been trying to survive, trying to make it through, trying to do that. And in doing so, they have made themselves the center of their universe. We have moved into selfishness more than I've ever seen in any type of year. I've seen the people of God. I'm not talking about the heathen. I'm talking about the people of God moving into a selfish mandate or mindset trying to figure out how am I going to make it. So all of my decisions and all of my moves that I'm making are about my promotion, my survival, my health, my this. Now listen to me. It's important that you take care of yourself, but you can't prove to me nowhere in scripture where God said that you become the center of everything. A matter of fact, a God we serve and even Jesus as he was, he was the manifestation of the kingdom of God here on earth. He lived a selfless life. Don't you let pandemic and don't you let COVID-19 pull you out of the servant mindset that pushes into the idea, how can I serve those that are around me? How can I care for the world around me? Not how can I survive? Your desire to just survive has stopped you from thriving. You have been so focused on survival, you've missed out on thriving. When you begin to focus on the idea that I am just going to center myself in the purpose and the plan of God. So we are not supposed to live an egocentric life. We're not supposed to live a life that's built around us. Your life, write this down, should be theocentric. In other words, God is the center of your existence. When God becomes the center of your existence, everything begins to move at the rate that it should move, at the pace it should move when he is the center of your existence. Has God been the center of your 2020? Let me tell you what else I've sensed in 2020 is the distraction that has come upon the people. Where we have been so distracted 
by what has been happening around us that we've missed out on manifesting what it is, hallelujah, that we're supposed to manifest and who it is that we are supposed to be. We have been distracted. I, 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 I realized something uh, just about um, some time ago, um, right around the Christmas holiday, um, I contracted COVID-19. And when I contracted COVID-19, um, I, I was like, what the heck happened? I mean, all year long, I done made sure that this thing didn't come nowhere near me or anywhere. While I was passing through um, that COVID-19 uh, season, glory to God, my wife said something to me that offended me. Um, she said to me, she said, COVID is messing with your brain. And I was like, <laughs> I won't say what I said, but I, uh, but I, I didn't care uh, for her telling me that. She said, literally, and, and I got offended by it. She said, no, I'm serious. She, think, she said, I think that they need to add to uh, much of the uh, symptoms that people's cognitive, cognitive, cognitive thinking is being affected by COVID-19. And as I began to think about that, I realized not just the disease, but I believe the fact that we have been in a pandemic has been affecting the minds of people. It's pushed them into a place where they were uh, literally not thinking straight. The people we were and the things that our faith was founded in and and where our hope was founded. People are now literally walking away from things that were the bedrock of their lives. As this COVID-19 disease, I want y'all to really understand what I'm saying to you. We lit a temporary disease. We lit a temporary circumstance to bring us out of an eternal faith. To bring us out of being steadfast. Now, I just want to say this. Thank God God is a healer. The reason why I told you that live on the internet that I had it because I'm so sick of the devil telling people that if they get COVID-19 that they're going to die. I'm so sick of the devil and I'm not light, making light of it. I understand people have died. There's been an individual that passed in our church with it. But I also want to be a testimony that there are some people that look back at COVID-19 and said, F you. I, I, I really wish some people were understanding and I don't mean forgive you. So if that's too much for you, you can log off. I believe that there's some people that look back at COVID-19 and said, what? And I had to tell you this because I thought it was vitally important because you've got to get to a place. Stop being afraid of something and thinking with well, a Bible I read, Scott Aka says, uh, this very clearly, I shall drink no deadly and it won't harm me. Don't you get to a place where you become distracted because uh, the devil is trying to stop you from walking in what he's designed, what God has designed for you to walk in. Don't you let a pandemic, a disease, uh, don't you let a season. A matter of fact, I feel the Holy Ghost on this fire. Get on the keys. Uh, there is an anointing right now to heal COVID-19. And I want you right now, right now, I want you to, to get somebody on the line. And I, this is not a game, a gimmick, or a joke. Uh, as God's apostle, as God's prophet, 
I just sense an anointing come upon me right now to pray for people who are dealing with COVID-19. And I'm going to pray something for you. I want you to be wise. I'm not telling you I stayed in my whole time that I was supposed to stay in. I did everything that I was supposed to do. I'm telling you, but at the end of the day, I want you to know that the reason why I came out is not just because it passed. I want you to know the reason why I came out is because Jesus put his hand on me. Huh? Because many didn't make it. Hello? Many didn't make it, but Jesus put his hand on me. He is a healer. My God, he's a healer. He is the healer. And I believe right now that he's releasing his healing power to somebody that's watching me right now. I want you right now to lift your hands right where you are. There's an anointing that's being released. I break the power of this disease. I break the power of COVID-19. I cancel this assignment off of the people of God. And I pray now swift recovery. Hey, swift recovery. Your life is not over because of a virus. You will not die. I curse that now. You spirit of death that wants to grab a hold of the people of God. The fear of death. The fear of death. The fear of death. I decree in the name of Jesus that you ugly spirit of death. I signal to the pits of hell from which you came. I speak to the respiratory systems of the people of God right now. Breathe. 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 Your lungs will operate as they were created to operate. I bind you ugly spirit of pneumonia. You get out. You get out. You get out. You get out of the bodies of God's people right now in the name of Jesus. I command it goes now. It goes now. You spirit of infirmity, we bind you and we send you to the pits of hell from which you came. I release you, the healing balm, the healing balm, the healing balm. We release it now. Let it come on your head. Let it come upon your head. Let it come upon your head. And may that anointing flow from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. The healing grace of God. I prophesy swift recovery. Swift recovery. Swift recovery. Follow your doctor's instructions. But I prophesy to you swift recovery. Swift recovery. Swift turnaround. I decree your taste is coming back. Your smell is coming back. You will breathe normally. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to run and scare. Yeah, yeah. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. <laughs> He's with you. I declare, I declare, and I decree you will sense the presence of Almighty God in ways that you have not before. His presence is coming upon you. His hand is coming upon your head. I prophesy that you will not only be healed, but he's going to make you a healed healer. We are taking the neck of COVID-19 and we're strangling the life out of it. I said we're strangling the life out of COVID-19. I command this ugly virus die. 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 We command 
Almighty God is flowing. It's flowing. It's our right and our privilege. 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 And may that grace flow freely to you. And may your faith be restored. And may your hope be restored. And may your joy for the future be restored in him. All right. Let's try to pull out of that. It's important that you don't allow the enemy to move you into an egocentric life. Ego means I. It's all about me. It's all about all of these things. You do not have to press in to trying to make your life work. When you submit to God and he becomes the center, everything rotates the way that it's supposed to rotate. Everything that can be shaken has been shaken in 2020. Everything that could be shaken has been shaken. I was in prayer and the Lord told me, don't you be concerned, don't you be tripped out about moving circumstances and moving issues. He said, because what I allowed is for the earthquake of 2020 to clear the way for the breakthrough I'm bringing you in 2020. I had to allow things to be shaken in and around you so that you could make space for what God wants to bring to your life. I'm telling you, don't get distracted. Become theocentric in the way that you operate in life. I love one of the things that um, one of my favorite authors, Pastor Rick Warren, he wrote in the 1980s, he wrote his book, The Purpose Driven Life, and now it's been reproduced God knows how many times uh, revised and it's gone around the world. But one of the things that he said in his book is, it's not about you. It's not about you. And I know you say, Apostle, uh, duh, no, 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 no. Or some of you don't say, some of you say, yeah, it is about me. But let me say this to you. It's not about you. The journey of this life is not about you. And when you really grab a hold of that and you say, God, whatever your will is, however you want to do it, I want to see it happen. We are moving into 2021. I want to prophesy and preach all in one. And I want you to receive this. We're, we're moving into what the Lord told me was the year of his plan. The year of his plan. The plan of God is going to be manifested in powerful ways. But it's only going to come to those who submit to the plan. If you don't submit to his plan, get his plan, first of all, and submit to his plan, you're not going to receive the benefits of the plan of God in your life. It demands, I'm going to say it again, it demands your submission. Submission is a dangerous word. It's a dangerous word. Can I offer something to you today that many of us feel like we're submitted and we're not? I'm not talking about leadership. I'm not talking about to people. I want to offer to you that we are not, many of us, as submitted as we thought we were. Submission comes in the aspect of being able to get in alignment swiftly when God speaks. That when God says, go this direction and do this thing, that it doesn't take us months and months to get into compliance, to get into agreement, to come into place. 
but there is a swift obedience that's connected to your submission. And in 2021 and always for the rest of your life, you've got to move swiftly. I, I wish I could get some help in the comments. You, 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 you got to move swiftly. When God speaks, you got to move and get into submission so that you can experience all that he has for you. As we're coming into this new year, and we're not saying this because we're in the new year. But I need you to grab a hold of it because it's a part of the plan of God. You're going to experience some powerful beginnings. Many of you are going to uh, see the manifestation of things you didn't even know was a part of your purpose and destiny. I believe without a doubt God's about to reveal his plan to you and much of his plan is about to be a surprise to you. There are things about you you didn't even know. Let me tell you what the Lord told me to tell you. He's about to introduce you to yourself. He's about to introduce you to yourself. You have only known yourself at one level and at one rate. You've only known and seen yourself operating in one space. But God wants to reveal to you new spaces of manifestation. He wants to reveal to you new parts of what he's designed for you to do. He wants your heart to be open to what he has available for you. You're going to find out that there are gifts that you didn't even know was locked in there. You're going to find out that there were layers to your purpose that you have never seen before. You're going to learn this in 2021. And I'm telling you that you're only going to find it out as you acquiesce to his plan. What is his plan? I appreciate everything that you have lined up. I appreciate everything and every idea that you have. But are you willing to say yes even when it hurts? Are you willing to say yes even when you don't like it? Are you willing to give God a yes even when it does not feel good? Your yes is paramount in this next season for you to experience the plan of God. God must be the center of every single thing that's happening in your life in order for you to experience these beginnings. I love what Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 9 says. It said, O Zion, who, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem. You who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift up, be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, here it is, behold your God. You say, Pastor, what does that have to do with anything? It has everything to do with it. You are stepping into, in 2021, to a space in every beginning. I must behold God in the beginning or I'm not going to move in the thing. I must behold God in the beginning or I'm not going to move in the thing. If God's not in it, I don't want to be in it. My goal in 2021 is that before I make a move and before I shift, I've got to find God in it. It's not good enough for it to be good. I need God to be in it. It's not good enough for people to be in agreement with it. I need to find God in it before there will be any beginning that I will engage in must have God in the beginning of it. The spirit of delusion will have you driven to manifest things that you should never manifest. But if we get to the place of this humanistic mindset that says that everything that I need and everything I desire is locked in me, then we end up missing out on it. 
believers are supposed to follow God. I know, I know, and it sounds like a duck concept, but I need you to understand. In 2020, what we found out is that it is not so much a duck. That people who call upon the name of the Lord don't follow the voice of the Lord. And we have tried to maneuver God into working things. And when you begin to follow these other voices, it's their fruit that you get in your life. What we're we're seeing right now is our influence, the things that God has given us to walk in and to manifest, much of our influence has now been morphed into something it was not supposed to be. God gave people influence, but because God wasn't in their beginning, God wasn't in their beginning, the influence that he gave them, they begin now operating and moving into a space that's drawing people away from God rather than to God. When you don't have God resting, you're not beholding him in your beginning, it opens the door to all kinds of spirits to guide you. I offer to you today, very humbly, that many people have been following a spirit that's not God. This is why there has been around the world, I'm not just talking here in California, this is why around the world there's been this idea where people no longer feel the need of the local church and the gathering of believers. You need to explain to me how the God of heaven has made you convinced that you don't need his bride. What man starts diminishing the beauty of his wife. What, what man starts telling you you don't need what his spouse comes to bring to the table? What man starts to say what his spouse has is not valuable? There is something that is happening right now and it's driven by the spirit of delusion and the absence of God in your beginnings. That is pulling you into being followed by, or following rather, a voice that's not the voice of God. And it's showing up in the things that we produce. I want to talk to creatives for a minute. I have a word of the Lord for you. If you don't be careful, your creativeness or the things that you create, the creative measures that you manifest will prove who you worship. It will prove who you worship. When things start being produced around the world, and if you think I'm coming for someone specific, you're going to miss out on God. I'm coming for a spirit, and I'm coming for a thing that is driving many creatives to follow the way of hell. When everything before you, were, you got to this new revelation or new beginning was focused towards God, focused towards leading people to him, And now what you're producing is leading people to your body. Is this on? If it's leading people to a false freedom. I said something years ago that I want you to grab a hold of. In America, what we call freedom is actually bondage. And what we call bondage is actually freedom. What I mean by that is, when people are yelling, give us free, what they're saying is, I want no boundaries in God. I want to create my own measures. 
I want to create my own way. I want to create my own idea. But when you're creating your own idea, you've moved into a Luciferian mindset. The Luciferian mindset says, I know better than God. Lucifer says, I am likened unto him. Lord, y'all don't want this word. And many of us are saying we know God and we love God, but are behaving like Lucifer. The Bible says, just like this, you are of your father, the devil. That's a scripture. A matter of fact, and when I was in college, I used to go around at school at Oral Roberts University, and I would go and tell people, I got a word for you. And they said, well, what's your word? I said, open this Bible, read this scripture right here. And they turned to the verse and said, you are of your father, the devil. <laughs> and I would do it as a joke. But I am telling you when, you, are, when you are following who you are following, when you are following a voice other than God, you are becoming the spawn of hell. I know it's a hard thought. I know it's a hard thought. But I need you to understand this. Whatever you're putting out, I want to talk to creatives. God wants to use you. Everything doesn't have to be connected to a church world. A matter of fact, he's called you as ambassadors to go into every man's world. But what is the driving force behind it and what is the motive? The God of heaven is never going to put you in the position to make your breast something that draws people to the kingdom. This is on. God is never going to put you in a position where your pecs are going to draw people. Now, I understand. I understand. You know, I want to look the best I can, and, and I believe God will use your beauty. Glory to God. But you don't have to show your booty in order for them to get to him. It's just on. It, you, you, you've got to press into what. Why am I on this right now? Because I don't want you to miss out on God. I want to go and grab some more people before hell starts telling you these dumb ideas. And you start following it and producing something. God must be in the beginning. In the beginning, God. If this is good to you, I need you to type into the comments, preach sermon. Um, so the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 9, we must behold God. Your journey, your desire in every beginning must be to behold God. If he's not there, I'm not moving. Part of our disappointment in 2020 is that we were believing God for things that he never spoke. He never told us to do X, Y, and Z. We had a great idea. We had a good idea. And so we moved upon it. When God is in your beginning, there's some things that you're going to get. I want to give it to you and get out of your hair. Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 through 7. Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 through 7. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to show you something out of Israel's history that you get in your beginning. When God is present in what you are experiencing, when God is present in what you're building, there's some attributes of God that you're going to experience. You're going to experience his mercy. It's mercy. And I love mercy because mercy makes sure, listen, that you don't get what you deserve. 
Mercy makes sure you don't get what you deserve. See, there's not this idea, I told you, it's not an idea of perfection in God. But as you're journeying through your beginnings, as you behold God, you put him at the center of everything. Mercy is going to be released to your life in amazing ways and measure. So you're going to experience the mercy seat of God. And things that should have come your way, it will be blocked because you will not get what you deserve. Grace, grace, you're going to experience the graciousness of God. You will receive what you don't deserve. Meaning that there are things that you could have never paid for. You could never have worked and been good enough to get that are about to be released in your new beginnings. It's going to happen through the power of grace. The God's supernatural ability is about to come upon your life where you're going to begin to walk in such a way that you're going to produce things that only God can produce through you. I heard the Lord say to tell you that in your beginnings, you're stepping into high level productivity where you're about to produce things at such a pace and such a rate that it's going to blow your mind. You're going to look at your projects and say, oh, my God, how did this even happen? But it's only going to happen supernaturally. Stop trying to make supernatural moves naturally. It's going to demand that you have him at the center of your attention so you can get to the place where he's designed for you to go. Grace is trying to move in your beginning. The next thing is you're going to experience a God that is slow to anger. Aren't you happy that he is not like everybody else? Folks are fast to be angry. What I found out is that people won't even give you the benefit of a doubt. What I found out is that people, they will even measure your life about who you once were, not even tracking your growth process and realizing you're not even that same person. So they're measuring you on an old version of yourself and becoming angry Without getting a whole picture. Listen to me. I believe that you're going to experience as God is in your beginning. You're going to experience the God that is slow to anger. Isn't he so beautiful and loving and kind in that way. That he says you don't have to worry. I love you. And I'm not jumping to a place of being angry. Now that goes against religion. Because religion wants you to be convinced that God is mad at you. Religion wants you to be convinced that God is angry with you, but he is slow to anger. I want you to type into the comments right now. Thank you, Jesus. Just type it in real quick. Thank you, Jesus. He's slow to anger. Here's the next thing. You're going to experience the steadfastness of his love and faithfulness. What I found out, Pastor Jose, is that God stays with you through your entire process. Steadfastness steadfastness um god is the king of let's grow old together he, he, god is the king of of let's just we just gonna rock this out i'm gonna rock this out with you my love and my faithfulness towards you and i need you to understand no matter how swiftly people have given up on you do not think that god is going to do the same I have a word for somebody that's watching right now. Many of your relationships in 2020 have experienced, you've experienced where people have not been steadfast with you. So you've come up in your, made up in your mind right now that you will never have people that will stick it out with you. And that your relationships will only be measured for a certain amount of time and then they will end. But I want to tell you that's a lie from the pit of hell. 
Not only is God steadfast, he still raises up people that carry his steadfastness. And there are people who are with you to the end. I, I, I don't know who needed to hear that. But there are people who are with you to the end. Don't you let that devil tell you that everybody is flaky like them fools. Uh, don't you let, no, don't let the devil tell you that everybody's flaky like them people. God wants you to realize that he has raised up people who are going to stay in it with you. My God, they'll be in it with you in your good times and your bad times. Uh, and you better stop saying that all you need is God. And all I have is God. No, the devil is a liar. There is still a body of Christ. There still is the church of the Lord Jesus. There are still people who will rock with you to the end. I need somebody to type in the comments. Thank you, Jesus. God has still raised up people who are going to be steadfast with you. He said, I'm steadfast in my love and my faithfulness. The next one thing that you're going to get in this beginning is you're going to see God's loving kindness towards thousands. Read Exodus 34 for yourself and study it. His loving kindness towards thousands. Uh, Sherman, why is that important? Because then you need to understand that God is not picky or neither is he choosy with his love. He's, he's not picky or choosy with his kindness. That he, he expresses it to all who are open to receive his love and his kindness. And it is not just for special people. That is flowing to anybody that has a heart to receive his loving kindness. Here's the next thing. You're going to experience the forgiving power of the blood. There's a forgiving power. There's a forgiving power that exists. God wants you to know that he is walking in and always has been operating in forgiveness. In every one of your beginnings, you don't have to feel like you have to have it right all of the time. That you have to get to a place where you cannot make any kind of failure or mistake. He is rocking through this entire process with you as you are stepping in to your beginnings. Some of you are going to experience beginnings that are open in family. Some of you are going to experience beginnings that are opening in business. Some of you are going to experience beginnings that are opening in medicine. You're going to find beginnings that are opening in finance. You're going to find beginnings that are opening up in law. You're going to find beginnings that are opening up in all kinds of ways. And as these beginnings will open up, God wants you to know that his forgiving power is moving with you. And you don't have to feel as if that you've got to get it right all the time. And you don't have to feel like uh, that he doesn't care about you or he wants you to hold up a standard that he never intended for you to hold up uh, his forgiving power is flowing towards you lastly he wants you to know that he is just what you're going to experience in your beginning is the just the just aspect of God, the justice of God. And I love the justice of God because as I prophesied on New Year's Eve is that it brings me into the remembrance of the recompense of God. He's just. And so anything that happens against me, I don't even have to fight my own fight. Can I tell you, in 2020, I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight. I wanted to, I wanted to fight. Can I be real, real vulnerable and honest? I wanted to fight. I even wanted to come for people with their little statements and sayings that they put in trying to hide behind. If you want to talk, come on, talk. Holler my name. I dare you. Uh, if you, if you want to talk, say what you're saying. Do it. But I've had some things where I want to inbox some people, tell them what, how they stink, and, and, and tell them how they breath is always stink the entire time that I know you, and, and you dare have something you want to say about me. Learn 
learn how to use some Listerine before you open up your mouth against me. That's what I wanted to tell him. I, I wanted to tell him you can't barely keep it zipped up, but you want to say something about how I run my church. That's what I wanted to tell him. I wanted to tell him you ain't got no money and don't own nothing. They ain't ever had nothing and your life is a joke. That's what I wanted to say, but I didn't. That's what I want to say, but I didn't say it. They said in the room that I just did, but no, I did not. I, I did not say it to them in the timing that I wanted to say it when I said it, and I want to tell them. I want to tell them what was going to happen with their life. I'm a real-life prophet, so I want to tell them what it was going to end up. I see your life in the same trash can that it's been the entire time you had a life. That's what I wanted to say. That's what I wanted to say. But what I realize is that he is just and that he can fight for me bigger than I can fight for myself. I don't have to fight for my name. My name speaks for itself. And I will not let people with lesser influence than I have and people who ain't got jack and never been nowhere get me so stirred up that I come off of the high place that I am seated and come down there to deal with stuff that peons are talking about. Moving on. He is just... He is just... He is just... If I'm preaching all right, y'all let me know in the comments. I just need to know... If I'm doing okay, you're going to experience his just, justice in your beginnings. As you behold God, he's about to reveal things to you and himself to you in ways you've never seen it before. The last piece i got to give you, let's take a trip over to Psalms 145 and verse 9. I hope you got something out of this message. Is that you're going to experience the goodness of God. The Lord began to talk to me about your beginnings. And I'm saying it that way because you're going to have a bunch of them. I'm going to exhaust Genesis in these weeks of this series. We'll take a break next week for anniversary, then I'm coming back. And I don't know how long this series is going to last. Because we're going to exhaust this. And I'm going to show you through the book of beginnings how you're supposed to manage and operate in 2021. But you've got to start with the desire to behold God. You've got to start with the desire to behold God. I'm going to say it again. If he's not in the beginning, I don't want the beginning. If he's not present in it, I don't want it. This is what Psalms 40, 145 and 9 says that the Lord is good to all. I just want to stop there. The Lord is good to all. God is not only good, but he's inclusive in his goodness. And listen to me, God's goodness and his name are inseparable. You're going to experience the goodness of God. Some of you were wondering and, and really trying to figure out where was God in, 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 in 2020. Some of you felt like you hadn't experienced the goodness of God. Don't let that devil lie to you. God's goodness was running all throughout your life. But can I tell you, it's about to come in another measure. It's about to come in another way. You are about to experience God's goodness in your life. You're about to see his hand move for you. You're about to see his hand move for you. And it's about to be beautiful what he's going to do. You're going to see that his goodness is going to be revealed to you on so many levels. If you've been looking for a word this morning, here's the word of the Lord to you. God is good. God is good. 
and the good God wants to be in every one of your beginnings. The good God wants to reveal himself to you. His goodness is about to overshadow your, your life. His goodness is about to overshadow your family. His goodness. Wow, that was amazing. Agreed. We want you to stay connected with All Nations San Bernardino. Do not let the uplifting stop here. Join us on Facebook or Instagram for more amazing content. We want to connect with you. And guess what? If you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nations San Bernardino all the way live.